What's up, competitors? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast as we round out July with Lori Christine King. That's right, competitors. We are back. We are talking hormones, fitness, mindset, and lifestyle with Lori Christine King, one of the leading fitness and health bloggers in the U.S., I've known Lori and been friends with this awesome individual for almost eight years, and the two of us get into her journey going from CrossFit coach, gymnastics coach, to now being one of the leading bloggers in the health and wellness space. We talk about the importance of coaching, why most people dismiss having a coach. They they may sign up and get a trainer in the gym, but the importance of having a coach in other areas of your life, for your health, nutrition, for your mindset, for your business and why it's a crucial piece to accountability, that the most successful people we know have coaches to hold them accountable and help them become the type of person that they say they want to be, to live the lifestyle they say they want to have. So we dive into all of that today with the ever-changing landscape in health and wellness, and I think you're going to love this conversation. As always, if this conversation strikes a chord with you, if you want to learn more about Lori, all of her work, we have linked to her website in the show notes. We will do a recap at the end of the show. And as always, support the show by visiting competeeveryday.com. Use the code podcast. Grab yourself one of the new summer releases. We've got crops, tees, hats, you name it. We've got a ton of gear out. But check it out. Support the show. And now, let's have some fun with Lori. Okay, now that we've cracked and laughed and yeah. had fun at all the community experience, nice nobles, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Lori King, welcome to the show. Thanks. Super excited to be here. OG Dallas friend. OG, OG. Back in the day, I actually was laughing that I sent, uh, I texted you that picture of us from, was it five years ago? Yeah. Six years ago? After doing Murph, um, back when I was in CrossFit shape and did Murph every year. And now it's like last year I got Rabdo doing it. And this year I did it. Uh, it about killed me, but I did it. Dude, uh, so fun story. Like, I've done Murph every single year since 2012, and this year I did it with my family. So, like, my oldest brother, my sister-in-law and I started CrossFit in 2012, and so, like, previous years my brother was always like, that CrossFit shit, you know, and just, like, ripping on us. And so probably, like, six or seven months ago, he actually, you know, he drank the Kool-Aid, got yep. into CrossFit. And so it was, like, Sunday night, and I get this text, and my brother's like, hey, what, what are you doing tomorrow? And I was like, uh, I, I don't know. Like, why? What's up? And he was like, I was wondering if you'd, uh, you'd do that Murph thing with me. <laughs> and I was like, I have waited my whole life for Just this. Just to like, hear this. Fuck yeah. And so initially, like, I figured, like, oh, we're going to do, like, partner Murph. Like, this will be yep. rad. And so we're, we're standing in the gym, and he, he kind of gives me an elbow, and he's like, I think, uh, I think we should do the full thing. And I was like, you sure? And he goes, what you, you think I can't do? And I was like, all right, like let, let's send it brother. But I'll tell you what, dude, like, especially, you know, in every former facet of my life, it was always about, you know, the fastest time, you know, all that stuff. And it's like, I did it unweighted with my brother and sister-in-law. It was like 12 minutes, you know, slower than any other time I've ever done it. It was my favorite. Like, That's you awesome. know, we, we ran as a little family, you know, in the first mile, obviously did all the middle work and then, you know, finished up the last mile. And I was like, oh, like life beyond like competitive CrossFit's so great. Like, bless. <laughs> it is. I, and I laugh, like you saying that cracks me up because like back in the day, it was like, we've got to hit this time. I want to go for this time. 
and I, I was laughing. There was a thread in a CrossFit Masters group that a buddy added me in on Facebook, and he was like, the guy who ever posted was essentially like, hey, how about this year, like, you just do Murph. Like, quit worrying about bragging about your time. Like, just do the workout. Be grateful that you have the freedom and the ability to do the workout. And all these people are, like, trolling underneath. Like, why would I want to do that? Like, I'm going for this. Da, 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 da. And I was like, man, there is no surprise whatsoever that the CrossFit and CrossFit Games changes have happened as well as CrossFit getting away from certain things on Facebook and Instagram because so many people are focused now on how I can beat you and do this and do that versus Glassman's original way of how can we just get in better shape? How yeah. can we put people in better shape? And so, Well, and like how can we do it not alone, right? Like yeah. how can we do it together? Because it's like that's my biggest thing present day is like I kind of shifted towards like the bodybuilding side of the world. And it's like that's rad, but like it's lonely. And like, you know, I had that moment where it's like, oh, I just miss like the community thing where everybody's like cheering each other on. But it's like even um, earlier this year during, you know, the open stuff, it was like, you know, I kind of I saw a workout that was like, oh, this is my peanut butter and jelly. You know, it's just tons of gymnastics. And so, like, sure enough, like, I get sweet talked into doing it. And then, and, you know, and you step back and you're like, all right, I already had shoulder surgery after competing at regionals. I also have another torn shoulder. And here I am back, at, you know, back yeah. in the cool. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> it's, it's such a draw. Like, the community aspect such a draw in. Like, there's, it's no surprise Orange Theory Fitness and Camp Gladiators and all of those groups have exploded the last handful of years because of the community sense. Because, like, if you're going to go in and suffer during a workout, like, it's always better to have friends with it. And that's the one thing I always enjoyed about CrossFit is they had the friend aspect because you, you had the, the people that were always in your same class that you could jaw with and have fun. And we laughed at the gym I'm at now in, in Plano. Uh, there's a lot of ex-crossfitters. And so there's some people in there that still have some of that dynamic. And then there's some people that have never worked out before. And totally. so this is kind of their sweat. And so they're not used to it. But we laugh that one of the guys that wasn't a CrossFitter uh, was just kind of joking around one day. And so I start jawing like you would in a CrossFit workout with your buddy of like, I'm going to smoke you or like, <laughs> why don't you put some weight on the bar? Like whatever. And he got really butthurt. And we laugh like his attitude and demeanor toward me, like completely shifted after that moment. And I'm like, what's up, dude? Like, I just <laughs> like, I'm just trying to have fun to make you go harder. So I have to go harder in the workout. Like, and it was just, it's funny, but the community aspect is what, makes that whole stuff special and if you've never done it like you said if you've only done bodybuilding yeah. or figure you don't know but it puts you in that space of like we're doing it together like I and that was the thing about doing Murph this year like I did it by myself at 24 hour and a couple of the trainers were like working with people and they were just like oh that's <laughs> like they this knew guy, the workout <laughs> and they were like hey we're doing this tomorrow do you want to come back and I was like no I, I can't do this two days in a row <laughs> And, but I laugh. I'm like, that was the biggest thing I missed this year doing it was doing it with other people. Um, but let's flash back a little bit because you obviously used to be a, a CrossFit coach in a couple of yeah. gyms and gymnastics and, and your bread and butter. Tell everyone listening uh, a little bit about how you got to Dallas, how you got involved with CrossFit, and then we'll jump down to your move to Austin and how you're trying to take over the world. <laughs> For sure. So um, at 17 years old, I was diagnosed as hypothyroid. So if people aren't familiar, um, your thyroid is a gland in your neck that basically it controls everything. So it controls your metabolism, your sleep, your mood, um, sex hormones, stuff like that. And so I had always been a competitive gymnast all my life, never struggled with my weight, never struggled with um, anything like that. And so at 17 years 
years old, I was diagnosed as hypothyroid. And so um, long story short, I was sleeping, you know, upwards of 13 to 15 hours a day, just feeling like general crap. And it was like, well, I'm not, not eating terrible. You know, like I've always been an active person. So even then I was doing, you know, years and years of sports and stuff like that. And so sure enough, you know, my parents take me, we get blood work and I was like, cool, I have this thing. And so started medication, medication wasn't really doing anything. And so um, around the time that I was going to college and it was like, huh, cool, like this can't be an uncommon issue. And so my mom's been a nurse my whole life. And so I knew I kind of wanted to do something where I was helping people. And so it kind of inspired the idea of like, cool, like I want to go to school for this. I want to learn more about it. Hopefully A, you know, help myself feel better. Um, but B, you know, help other people be in a position to succeed and better understand, you know, their illnesses and stuff like that too. And so um, went to school for nutrition dietetics and quickly realized that all of the nutrition programs might as well still be stuck <laughs> in the 90s. So think, you know, like, you know, here it was, you know, 20, I graduated in 2013. That's like, you know, 2012, 2013, and you're still paying tuition dollars to learn about, you know, my, my food pyramid and, you know, promoting the idea of like low protein, low fat, high carb diets and, you know, just all this stuff. And so even I interned at a hospital where it was like, you know, all the dietitians there were like morbidly obese, overweight, like the farthest picture from help. And so, uh, you know, I talked to my parents and I was like, I don't think this is the right thing for me. Like, I, I thought I was getting in this to, like, learn about nutrition and help people. And, like, I'm prescribing people things that are going to make them more sick. And so um, parents kind of just said, like, yo, just, like, get the piece of paper. Like, we'll figure <laughs> it out. You know, we'll keep going. And so I graduated college, um, had gotten my CrossFit L1. And so it was kind of like that was my escape plan. And so I remember we had to take an actual college course where you're supposed to be applying for, you know, whatever registered dietitian, your master's program that you want to do. And so I remember, you know, sitting down with the teacher of the course and he was like, so you want to coach fitness rather than apply for these courses? And I was like, Yo, yep. yes, absolutely. And he's like, uh, okay, uh, that's, that's a new one. You're rad. And so um, I laughed present day because it's like, man, I wish I still had like a email <laughs> contact. So I could be like, hey, you, you know how you told me that thing wouldn't work out? It, yes. it actually worked out way better than I expected. Um, but so I graduated college um, for sure. Spent a couple years probably stressing my parents out because they were like, Brad, you got a college degree and you're not doing anything with it. <laughs> you know? And so um, I happened to meet Chase Ingram um, at the CrossFit Regionals in Chicago. And so like long story short, just all weekend long, it was like, hey guys, um, I've got a degree in nutrition, you know, I really want to get into coaching, help, you know, do, do you know anybody? And so um, just so happened to say the right thing to the right guy, met Chase Ingram, and he was like, hey, like, I'm actually opening a gym, so I mean, you'd have to move to Dallas, but, you know, in two months, if you want to move to Dallas, like, let's do it, I need a head coach. And so I think it was like a week and a half later, I like packed up my car, <laughs> like we full set, like shoved my dog in the back of the car, everything I owned, you know, in the car. And then I'd never even been to Texas before I moved here. And so um, showed up, spent quite a few years doing the head coach thing um, and eventually ended up with CrossFit Gymnastics Seminar staff as well. So got to do some cool traveling, you know, teach people how to be better ninjas, <laughs> go to Costa Rica a couple times, you know, um, probably still to this day one of the coolest jobs I've ever had, just connecting, you know, with different people across the globe and just teaching them movement and yeah. you know, stuff like that. And so um, at some point hit the 
oh shit, like I'm in my mid twenties and need to make money and like coaching's cool. But anybody that's been in coaching yep. knows like, you, you know, every single month you're like, sweet baby Jesus, we, we paid rent. Yes. yes. Um, and so, you know, kind of mid twenties, I was like, oh shoot, you know, like I got to figure out, you know, what I'm doing. And so, um, ironically enough, ended up getting back into the nutrition stuff. And so started, um, nutrition coaching for a company, um, was director of education. So directly oversaw, over 15 coaches and then at some point you know had an an extreme amount of clients um and so just you know kind of moving and grooving doing the nutrition thing I was like well mom and dad like I I took the long route to to get back to the thing that I'm probably here on planet earth to do right like teach people how to you know live their best life and um kind of my my present day memo is just the idea of helping people find freedom via food and exercise and so you know, you see in the coaching space when you're looking at fitness that so many people are so wrapped up, but it's like, well, you can only give somebody the best hour of their day, but like, what about the other 23 hours? Because if they're slamming a giant pizza and soda before they come to try and slay a workout, like that doesn't work. And so I think that was part of the, like the aha moment where it was like, okay, like CrossFit coaching is cool, but like, what if we worked at the other 23 hours? And so, um, ended up, you know, like I said, just getting into the full-time coaching thing, um, kind of found my niche, which was women's health and hormones. And so I've always been a total science nerd. Like I love learning. Um, my superpower absolutely is taking super sexy, complicated information that anybody else would want to snooze on. It's like, oh, like I could sit down with your grandma and be like, yo, grandma, like let's talk about why you need to eat more food and how to get, you know, more protein in your diet and you know, stuff like that. And so present day, I run my own nutrition coaching business. Um, I do educational blogging. And so I will publish an average of four to five blogs a week. And it might be, you know, as simple as, hey, this is how to get, you know, more protein in your diet. It also might be like, hey, if you don't have a menstrual cycle, you know, here's how to get it back. Or, hey, are you dealing with low testosterone as a dude? Like, here's how to improve it. Um, So I kind of, you know, I dip my feet in multiple buckets, but, you know, it's super cool because it's like, now if I travel, you know, say I go to the CrossFit Games or, you know, um, say I go to the fitness experience, you know, a few weeks ago I was here in Texas. And it's like, I, you know, if I go to a big event, it's like, I'll meet people and be like, holy shit. You know, like people just stopping to say like, wow, like, you know, I read X, Y, and Z and it changed my life or, oh my God, you know, I read your post about hormonal birth control and, you know, now I transitioned off and I feel so much better. And so like, it's, it's really cool how social media, you know, it was something that I just started doing by accident because initially my thought process was like, okay, you know, got all these nutrition clients. What if I just made a database so that rather than having the same conversation over and over and over, because it's like, you're going to hit all these topics, whether it's digestion, whether it's, you know, sleep, whether it's, you know, food quality. And so to social media, it was like, I really was using my Instagram as just like this giant library database so that, you know, to a client, it could be like, Hey, cool. Well, like, I'm not going to waste your time talking about it on the phone. You know, check this out after we get off the phone call, go read about collagen peptides and why you should take them or, you know, go, here's some tips about sleep, you know, go crush it. And so, you know, present day, it kind of caught fire and, you know, it turned into a really cool thing. And so, um, it's just such a, it's such a fun opportunity on my end because it's like, you know, my business model is I just give everything away for free. Like I don't, there's no windows. You know, I think a lot of people do like paid memberships and stuff like that. And you know, the biggest thing, like we were talking about, um, off air before this was like, 
people don't need more information, surprisingly. Like people, (laughs) the reason why the coaching model works is like people need accountability and people need someone to put them on a leash and say, hey man, you you said your goal was, you know, insert the blank. Is it really, are we showing up and doing the things? And so um, it it is, it's it's very cool present day. And so um, secondly, the the next thing we kind of realized was like, man, okay, like my population coming from, you know, the CrossFit world and competitive exercise and, you know, stuff like that was like, man, there's a lot of people that are just trashing their body, you know, and and not even with CrossFit, right? Like it might be anything high intensity, whether it's spin class, whether it's Orange Theory, uh, F45, you know, whatever it is, you know, you have all these people that I think at the end of the day, most people just work out because they want to look good. Like, yes, you usually feel better after you're working out too, but it's like, most people like if if we're real like most people just want to look bare naked and like that's the transaction they're chasing and so even competitively you know I feel like we all went through the phase where it's like oh well if I just do more exercise or oh I'm oh. I'm doing CrossFit five days a week but maybe if I do it six days a week and so wait a minute I- you can't out train a bad diet <laughs> no I feel like I've heard that before <laughs> and so uh, we decided to launch gym programming as well and so it's just aesthetics based gym programming. Um, But even still, like, it's just so cool to me because we repeatedly get feedback from members where it's like, what if I told you you could work out less and, you know, work out less days and look exactly the same as you did training, you know, two a day, six days a week? And people are like, no way. And it's like, no, but like, really, because more isn't better. And so that's what a lot of what we're doing is just helping people find better relationships with their bed, you know, their job, the gym, you know, especially, but also, you know, eating habits and stuff like that too, because there's so, there's so much mindset and mental stuff that kind of flies under the radar. And whether that's, you know, people, again, you know, it's just like people have so many disordered eating patterns and they don't talk about them. Right. And so it's like, oh, well, like, do you really have a binge tendency or do you actually just regularly undereat? So at some point your body's like, yo, we got, we got to shut yeah. this down. And then you, yeah, you have a day of undereating. You know, it's like, well, there's, there's so many things, but same thing, you know, so many people have body issues. That's like, well, you know, if you went to a friend and you were like, man, I'm really unhappy with my body today. Like, well, what are they going to do? They're going to be like, oh no, you look great. And it's like, well, actually, like, it's it's okay to be unhappy or it's okay yeah. to have, like, an air quote, you know, bad body day. And so it's just, like, giving people that space and permission of, like, hey, you're more than the number, you know, between your toes on a little, you know, a yeah. little scale. Or, hey, this is why your body weight doesn't matter. Or, hey, like, so many people will say destructive things where it's, like, oh, my, my body just looks like a busted can of biscuits. And it's, like, well crap guys like if if you're showing up and like saying those things about yourself you're gonna start believing them or you know I think the the biggest one too is it's just like if you're looking for something you're gonna see it right (laughs) it's gonna manifest so it's like if you decide to buy a new car you're gonna see that damn car everywhere but same thing you know it's like if you know maybe you're insecure (laughs) I never knew this until recently apparently a lot of guys are insecure about their calf size um. well mine doesn't have a prayer after I tore my Achilles because my little left one is never gonna grow again the way it, and I always had little calves to begin with but my left one is like baby calf but it's funny that you you mentioned that because like as someone who definitely had the mindset of I'm just gonna train six days a week and I'm okay eating crap like you one you can't out train it but two there's a point you overwork it yeah and like we had a conversation recently with some youth parents about our raising competitor stuff of like, 
put your kid in off season. Like, let them have a break between sports. And the parent was like, well, we've got to get ready for X, Y, and Z. I'm like, listen, pro athletes have an off season for a reason. Yeah. Like your body needs to recover from intense physical action. CrossFit and it's in just its essence is three days on one day off three days. Like, but some people go, Hey, we're going to go four or five, six days this week. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go harder. Regional training. Oh, we yeah. were seven days a week. And like, it wasn't even, you know, like I, I went through all the bad phases. So like it started off, you know, it was five days of, you know, hitting the gym twice a day. And then it was like somewhere like the, Oh, we'll have active recovery days. Yeah, it's, it's like really what it's like a 5k I put my head through the wall sometimes. Cause people are like, Oh yeah, I had an active recovery day. Um, I rode 25,000 meters and I, I went for a two hour hike and, uh, hit, I hit up Mount Everest. I slayed <laughs> a dragon. And you're like, S- like, go like, just go sit down. I think that's the hardest for people though. Like mentally, I know my hardest days are rest days. Because I don't feel like I'm doing something yep. and I feel like I'm losing ground. And, and we talked about that on an earlier podcast uh, about the importance of rest days for just growth in every area of life. But it doesn't mean you're not doing something to get better because you can eat clean that day. You can go here, go there. Uh, you can work on goals. You can read books. You name it. Uh, but you don't have to be in a spin class in F45 yep. and CrossFit to actually be gaining ground. And even nutritionally, I think the biggest issue is like everybody understands the idea of like a caloric deficit and like, okay, if I want to lose weight, we have to eat less food. Yes. Everybody gets that. And so the problem, and like I cringe at social media because I see us all the time. So like, well, you know, we'll, we'll kind of bang it out. But it's like on social media, you see these people where they're running nutrition challenges or they're, you know, putting out these 30 days, 60 days, six week, you know, whatever challenges. And you're like, man, so it's cool that like you're promoting this idea of like, okay, like let's take a, a concerned, you know, let's, let's take an effort to try, you know, try and change our body. Rad. Is anybody teaching people how to get out of that situation? Because like, A, we can't perpetually diet. But, like, B, like, you actually have to take food back up. Like, you you know, if we're in a caloric deficit, if we are working on fat loss, if we're like, hey, I want to lose 10 pounds, cool. Like, you can diet for, let's say, 8 to 12 weeks, and then you need to get out of that situation because we can't just perpetually do that. You know, and so it's like even most people, again, it's like, well, what diets have you tried? Uh, keto, paleo, intermittent fasting, carnivore, uh, low-carb, zone. It's like, you ever tried the diet where you eat more food? And, you know, people are like, what? But, like, I want to I wanna lose weight. And it's like, yeah, dude, like, you're not in a position to cash a check to change your body composition. And so same thing, you know, it's like, really, if people understood the idea, like, you should really only take, like, a fat loss effort, like, once or twice a year, like, max. And the rest of the time, again, you need to slowly dial food back up to maintenance. And and for most people, you know, it's like for women, that's well over 2,000 calories. For most men, that's well over, you know, 2,500, 3,000 calories. But, like, nobody talks about that side because it's not sexy, right? Like, people talk about the, oh, hey, um, give me your money and I'm going to get you skinny. It's like, well, that, like, A, that shit works the first time. So you're always going to have people. They've never dieted in their life. You take their money, you know, they diet. But same thing, you know, it's like if you talk about periodization for an athlete, whether this is, you know, a young teenager or a grown adult that wants to compete at the CrossFit Games, it's like, dude, like you can't always be hitting PRs. You can't always be lifting heavy. Like you need deload weeks where you get out of the gym or you give the body a break. Nutritionally, like we have to have periods where you're eating more food, you're gaining muscle, 
And then we can talk about, you know, taking away food, talk about changing, you know, aesthetics and stuff like that. And so it's just like the nutrition space is, you know, <laughs> take it back a couple of years. I feel like most people, it was like, hey, where do you get, you know, your nutrition or exercise advice? Uh, Shape Magazine, Men's Health, Women's Health. And like present day, it's like, well, unfortunately, anybody on the Internet can show up and give nutrition advice for free. So that's rad. And, you know, you have people, too, where it's like, you know, they're spamming old pictures of themselves from, you know, a cut they did six months ago and and just not talking about it. Um, Or, you know, again, you have a lot of people where it's like any given person, whether it's a CrossFit gym, whether it's, you know, your 24 hour, like you've got people doing steroids, you've got people doing, you know, we'll call it aftermarket things, you know, it's the same thing, just not truly putting all the light to what it is they're doing, even if they post up all their food and exercise stuff, like you're still missing a part of the puzzle. And so there's, there's just so many things where it's like, no wonder nutrition coaching, like I will forever have a job because there's so much misinformation. And again, the stuff that actually works is the not sexy stuff. Like, hey, well, like, yeah, you can buy $200 worth of supplements. You could also go to bed that's free. Like, nobody wants that, yeah. you know? No, but, well, it's the idea that's what we laughed about with someone the other day about the idea of the, the motivational speaking side. Like, most people in my space, similar to your, have a bad rap for a reason because people are selling the, if you close your eyes and imagine it, it's going to happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> But people don't want to hear the actual truth, which is it comes down to your choices and your actions every day. Like, you have to do the work. People don't like, I don't want to do the work. I want the hack. I want the shortcut. I want the cheat. When it's the same in creating your lifestyle from a a physical sense and a mental sense, like, you've got to make those choices daily. And it's got to be a lifestyle. It's got to be a lifestyle. Like, like, and I I love when people banter, right, where it's like, well, like, you, you just look really great. How do I look like you? Well, um, if you want like a real, <laughs> real lowdown, let's chat. You know, it's like I eat out maybe once a month. I have a ton of severe food intolerances due to my autoimmune conditions. So like when you can't eat the gluten, the dairy, the soy, you know, it's like I've, I'd rather just cook from home. And so I do, yeah. you know, where it's like if I go out with friends, you know, it's like I'll go out with friends all the time and like sit and, you know, catch a drink or something. But it's like, you know, do I eat out that much? No, I'm, I'm pretty boring. Do I eat everything that I cook from my house? Yep. Um, you know, ha- last time I went, went drinking, I don't know, it's maybe like a once or twice a year thing. You know, I go to the gym, you know, four to six times a week pretty consistently. Like, I will never miss a leg day. <laughs> like, you have to pry that from my dead hands, you know. Um, but it's like, even if I'm traveling, you know, um, I personally track my macros. So how much of a protein, carbon, fat I eat. But it's like, doesn't matter like I've been tracking my macros since 2012 and it's like if I travel you know I'm, I'm hitting numbers I'm making stuff happen um, and so it's just you know all of these habits where I'm always prioritizing sleep and you know super high food quality and all this stuff and again it's like most people like they probably got turned off by like oh you don't drink alcohol maybe I don't want to look good anymore screw it or you know so it's like it's just so it's so hard because everybody has a different body and not everything works for yeah. you know it's you have to find the things that work for you but it's all just down to a lifestyle well, it's a way you live you know memorial day like this was a big discussion is it's like you know how many people on Memorial Day, that's an excuse to party, to yeah. drink, to go out, you know, to go to food cookouts. And so even, you know, I'm having clients text me where it's like, 
hey, I think I want to take a, a day off tracking, or hey, I think I want to do this, or, you know, and it's like, you can do whatever you want because you're a grown adult, but you have to understand everything, you know, there's repercussions to everything, and, you know, so, like, again, my Memorial Day was awesome because I went and hit a workout with my family. We went to their house afterwards. I cooked everyone brunch, which is something we always do, and then it's like we took the kids out on their bicycles. Like, I you know, rode my skateboard. We walked the dog, and it was like, we just had a super active day of, like, good food, good exercise, sunshine. Other people I know, it was like I bumped into them on Tuesday, and it's like, oh, man, it's, you know, it's 2 p.m., and I'm still hungover, and you're like, rad. Like, I'm glad that works for you. Which, but. <laughs> the one thing we you, you mentioned in that is it's got to be the lifestyle piece. And the key aspect that I always find is like, and I can't remember who originally posted it. Somebody posted it a while back, but it was like, oh, you may be paleo or keto and you're eating well, but like, if your buddy's like, hey, I need to go, let's go get a beer because I need to talk to you about my marriage. Like, don't be the dicks like, I'm just going to have water because I'm paleo. Yeah. Like, have a beer with your buddy. Eat your kid's birthday cake at his birthday versus like, I can't do any of this. Yep. Can't. Like, if you've got the lifestyle to where, hey, listen, I can have a piece of cake because I'm eating healthy on all the other times. Like, it's not a big deal. It's It's kind of the same extreme that you have in the gym of like, I've got to be in there seven days a week and PRing and everything else. One of the things that we talked about offline and a little bit online is the importance of accountability, which is why coaching is such a big deal, but also just everyday life. People have to have that accountability in order to live up to the standard that they want or desire. Uh, where do you see your clients successful do you see the ones, excuse me, let me rephrase that. Do you see your clients that are most successful, the ones that not only have accountability from a coach that they've invested in, but other people in their lives? Or are a lot of your people like you're their only accountability source? Yeah, so I think the hardest, one of the hardest conversations you'll have with people is like, over the years, I've kind of refined my friend circle, right? Where it's like, you know, you start out and it's like, I love these people, they're rad, but like, Y'all love partying. Y'all love going out to eat. Like, I want to have abs. I want to look good. You know, I don't want to feel like shit because if I don't feel well, I can't show up and, you know, be there for well, and my you clients. Can't, and you <laughs> can't be the kind of coach in your space unless you live the brand that you totally. preach. Totally. So, like, even for me as someone that runs two businesses, I, I find even I don't mesh super well with people now that aren't fellow, you know, small business owners and stuff like that because they don't get it, right? It's like for most people, it's like they cash that nine to five and then, hey, let's let's go out and do things and it'll be and like. You're like, oh God, am I going to get yeah, another like, one of these checks next week? Right, What's like, happen? hey man, uh, if I don't work, I don't make money. So that's not going to work for me. You know? And so it's like, I still hang out with those people, yeah. but it's not the frequency where it's like a lot of my close friends, it's like, hey, um, I've got a big thing I'm working on. You want to go like sit next to each other and not talk and we'll just work, just, <laughs> just, sit here and work. just work and get shit done. Cool. Like those are my best friends in the world. Because they were late. <laughs> like one of the best things I ever had was my old roommate. Uh, she laughed one day. We were talking about something travel and she's like, just expense it. I'm like, who do you think pays for it? Like <laughs> that's still my checkbook. Like that's still my bank account. It comes totally. out of it. But you know, if you talk in the exercise space, it's like, you're going to have a really hard time if you want to lose weight or you want to change your body composition and your husband's giving you shit every time. Oh, you're going to the gym again. Ugh. Or, you know, maybe it's like you've got a fridge that's just full of not ideal foods. You know, like if there's cookies and ice cream in the house, guess what you're going to want to eat? Eat it the every freaking, time. <laughs> the freaking cookies and ice cream. And so it's like environment, I would say, is arguably the most important part because, again, it's like, 
you, I'm such a big believer. Like you are the sum of the people closest to you. Right. And so it's like, if you think that you can have, you know, a significant other that doesn't enjoy going to the gym and they don't want to eat in similar ways to you. And, you know, you have best friends that love partying and drinking. And meanwhile, like you're over here, like, yeah, you know, I want to look, I want to be shredded and I want abs and I want all these things. It's like, it's not going to work. And so like, again, the, the spouse thing gets hard. Cause it's like, well, you picked a bad one. Like, fuck, you know, I'm, how do you I'm change, sorry. how do you change those environments and habits? James clear talks about it in atomic habits about you will never outperform your environment. Mm. Like you have to set up. If you know, this is what you do on certain days or you have to change that you have to change the environment. Uh, Jeff Woods, who was on the podcast earlier is down in Austin as well, runs the one thing. And he talked about how he changed his five closest people and yep. he said, I'm still friends with those people I was friends with before, but he was like, I don't go to them for business advice, life advice. Like I'm very selective about now who I invest time with. And if I still see them socially, great. I still see them. I just don't talk to them every day. Like yeah. I used to. And so you have to be so intentional about the people from a career standpoint, relational standpoint, life standpoint that align with where you're trying to go. And we've had conversations before where it's like, listen, like these couples and people we hang out with are awesome. They're good people. We love them to death. However, their relations or their careers are not at all what I desire to have. They might be the six month friend that yeah. you see once a year. And so and it's like, you have to stop. You have to intentionally choose, Hey, instead of hanging out with you every weekend, maybe I hang out with you once a month. And then once every couple of months, because I need to go hang out with people that I'm one receiving life from, but two adding to it's the iron sharpens iron. And if you're not hanging around people that sharpen you, you're going to get dull pretty quick. Yeah. And, and so even business wise, that actually happened to me. Um, I was living in Houston at the time and it was like, man, like I want to accomplish X, Y, and Z. And I don't have those people in my corner. Like I, I didn't have a circle at all. And so I actually only knew two people in Austin and one of them's, you know, my best friend in the world. And so it was like, you know, I paid like six grand to get out of my lease because it was just like I had, you know, I knew that it was at the time that I wanted to, you know, start my own business and, you know, start doing things a little bit differently. And so it was just like one of those where it was like, wow, that's a steep paycheck to cash. You know, it doesn't, you know, and again, with with this whole like trimming your circle, it's not to say like, oh, you know, sit down, do an audit and ghost all your friends. Like, I'm out. I'm out, guys. We need to talk. But it's like at some point you do have to really be truthful with yourself and be like, you know, am I happy? Am I happy with the rate at which things are going? And then if not, like, you better start making some moves. And so um, I moved to Austin. It was the best thing I ever did for myself because, again, it was like, well, I only knew two people, but it was two people that were doing exactly what I wanted to be doing business-wise. And, you know, I knew that I was in good hands because it was like, you know, you want to, you don't even want to be like the leading friend in the yeah. circle, right? It's like, you want to be like, how can I get in the circle where I'm really the, the lowest on the right. totem pole? You like, never want to be the smartest person I'm struggling and I'm barely in here, but I got a foot in the door. And then obviously, you know, climb and don't yeah. be that person. But like, that's so important. And so whether that's, you know, switching gyms you know if you're in a crossfit gym that's got you know super competitive mindset and you don't want to be competitive anymore you know well cool like you you need to switch gyms and do something different or you know again like the significant other it's like you better have one heck of a like coming to jesus talk like hey man you know I'm uncomfortable with my body. I'm uncomfortable with my health. You know, I'm suffering with X, Y, and Z, and I don't want to be that person anymore. 
this is important to me. This is what I'm working towards. And then like, you better pray that that person steps up to the plate and they're the person yeah. that you wanted to marry. Well, and if they're, if they're the spouse, they, they, they've made that commitment. And if, if you're single or you're dating, like that is a hard line in the sand you have to draw. And I've told people that like, if they're single, I'm like, listen, here's my advice. Like, here's what you have to align on. Like you need to align on these few things because your environment's going to shape so much of you. Well, and dude, I've been single six years now. Like, I'm 29. We've been single six years. You're not and even 30. I'm about to be 30. You're so we're, young. we're about to hit it. You're so young. But, but, you know, people all the time are like, well, dude, like, you, you've got a great physique. Like, you're awesome, successful. You're funny, outgoing. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, what are you, what are you doing? It's like, no, dude. Like, everything for me, whether it's business, whether it's real life, it's like, there's two piles. We have the hell yes, or we have the hell no. And there is zero room yep. for gray. Because frankly, at this point, it's like, I run two businesses. We're either elevating the awesome or you're bringing down the whole damn yeah. house. And like, I don't have time for that. I've worked way too hard. And so, you know, I've, I've had people, you know, where it was like, went out on a first date. And it's like, if you so much mutter the words of like, man, you work a lot. <laughs> it's oh, like, yeah. yep, you don't get the, you don't get the business thing. Okay. See you later. But yep. you know, again, with the food stuff, it's like, I don't expect people to also be, you know, dairy-free, gluten-free, all the shit. But it's like, if you, you know, regularly spam, you know, just like wanting to eat out and fast food and you hate the gym, I'm not your person yeah. and I don't want you. But that's, you know? but that's great. Cause you're like, Hey, listen, I'm not your person. If we align on all these other things, we're going to be great friends, but this isn't going to work because this is part of that lifestyle. And so it, it does. It just, everything has to be so clear. Uh, one of my favorite things recently is, um, it was some thoughtful discussion. And so long story short, I had raised some discussion regarding vegan diets and stuff like that. And so I made a very, um, very just, you know, straightforward statement of like, Hey, I personally do not work with plant-based people. I don't work with vegetarians. I don't work with vegans. Like, that's just not my jam. And so, like, somebody of respondent was like, oh, you're, you're not a very good coach. And, you know, you should meet them on their level. And I was like, oh, bless. They are not ready for this answer. Let's take them to church. Yes. Cool. And so, you know, to which I explained, like, I don't want to be the coach for everybody. I'm so clear on the types of people I work with because I don't give a shit about working with clients that want to lose weight. I don't care about you having better abs. What I really enjoy is taking people that are dysfunctional, you know, whether that's, hey, I can't eat out with friends or, hey, um, I like I'm afraid of drinking or, hey, I have, you know, X, Y, and Z problems. It's like I want to get people to be a functional person in society again, where it's like, rad, you can go on date nights with your husband and not freak out, or you're not afraid to eat more food. You know, you're not afraid to do these things. And like, so it's like a little bit of stuff like that. And then the people I really enjoy working with is like women who have a regular menstrual cycles, you know, want to have a baby. And, you know, so we're fixing that or um, perhaps, you know, they're interested in transitioning off of birth control or, you know, improving issues. So I'm working with them and their doctor, you know, like those are the types of people that I, you know, if you show up and that's what you want, I can deliver and make it happen. Which is why you've had success because coaching, especially in small business, like you need to have a line in the sand, like here's who we're for and here's who we're not. Like, that's okay. If you don't like competition, if you don't like the idea of, of growth and have growth mindset, I'm not for you. We can have a conversation and I can try to convince you, but line in the sand, you're either going out every day, going after mm -hmm. it, or you're not. And that's okay. Same with you. Like, here's who I want to work with. Here, here are my people that fine. I can deliver results to. And so like, you know, I typed back this response and it was like, somebody that's vegetarian or vegan 
like there are better coaches for that because it's not something I specialize in. It's not something I want to specialize in. And you have to have a coach that's passionate about what we're doing. And that's not it. That's a disservice. And so if you're doing that to people, maybe I'm not the bad coach. Mic drop. (laughs) Yeah, no. And that's, it's so important, like for anyone listening and watching is to have the idea of start finding those people that are your hell yes people for a better sense of a, a word of finding the, the people that you want to aspire to be from a career standpoint, relational standpoint, lifestyle standpoint, and then start putting yourselves in those groups where you're not the smartest one in the room. I mean, I had a conversation with a buddy the other day. We were talking about, I used to go to so many conferences and now that I'm speaking more, those are the conferences I'm at and I may go to like one a year. But I told him, I was like, listen, if you take three long weekend vacations a year or four, Say, let's say you take one a quarter, you do a three-day weekend or one-week trip, whatever. I was like, if you traded one of those three-day weekend trips and went to some kind of conference, either for your business, for personal development, whatever, I was like, you would get so much more value in the rest of your year. Like, get your spouse on board. Hey, we're going to go to this conference for married couples. We're going to go to this financial conference. We're going to go to the small business conference. And then the other three quarters, we're going to go do our beach vacation, ski, whatever. Like that is aligning you with the type of people you want to become versus just being drunk on the beach every single vacation you have, which is great if that's what you want, but don't complain that you're not getting the lifestyle that you want either if you're not taking the action around it. And like understand it's you're not going to find those people right away. So like yeah. I've, I've lived in Austin a little bit over a year and a half. It took me a year and a half literally. So like I was in the I had signed initially a six month lease because it was just like okay what I'm doing isn't working. I'm just going to sign a short six month lease. If it sucks, let's go back to Dallas, like whatever. Um, and so, you know, I, I was coming up on lease renewal time and it was a year and a half and it was like, man, I just haven't met the people that I'm jiving with. You know, it's like I kept meeting the people I for sure didn't want to be yeah. around or the people that, you know, I, I knew I didn't want to collaborate with and, you know, stuff like that. But I hadn't found my people. And so I was starting to just kind of get like down about it because it's like business stuff gets so lonely or anything. If you are working towards a goal, whether it's a body composition goal, whether it's, you know, a performance goal, like, hey, I want to be, you know, an AVP, you know, volleyball player or whatever it is. It's a lonely journey. It is. And so for a year and a half, I was like, man, I just maybe Austin isn't for me. I haven't found my people. You know, maybe I just need to go on to the next. And like, I swear to God, like I, I put that thought out into the universe and then it was like a couple days later, I met all the right people awesome. and, you know, got invited to, um, there's like a couple different, you know, local meetups. And so I got invited to, um, it's called ATX Sprint Squad. And so literally on Saturdays, you know, there's 50, hundred people and it's exactly like it sounds like it's just loud music, people running for, you know, an hour. And it's, it's not even so much about the sprinting, it's about the conversation. And so it's like, that opened up the whole world to, oh my God, these are the people I found like people like, holy crap, you know? And so it's like, that's the biggest thing is it's like, it's okay if you don't find your people, but like keep living that definitive, like hell yes or hell no. And you know, at some point you will find enough of the no's that you start stumbling into all the yeses. Well, and, and the one thing you hit on about the isolation and loneliness, like everyone sees success in the finished product as sexy. Like they see that end goal, that achievement as sexy. 
the road to get there is anything but. No. Like, it is, it is mundane. It is lonely. It sucks many days, uh, which is why we laugh at small business owners because you ride a lot of those roller coasters. <laughs> you have the success. Oh, this is amazing. People see it. They're like, oh, you're so fortunate. I'm like, no. No. All I knew what the last six months of hell were like. Uh, and so, yeah, so it's that idea of finding other people that are on that same path journey with you to, to get to know. And, and fortunately, with the Internet, because a lot of your coaching clients and mine as well, you can be all over the place. So like the excuse of, well, I just don't know anybody where I live. No, there's meetup groups all the time in your city. There's gyms, there's things you can go do. Heck, we have a, a monthly meetup here that I started uh, called Networking Doesn't Suck because I just got tired of going to these business professional <laughs> events and people are like, here's my business card. I don't care about you, but take my card, take totally. my card. Totally. And so I was like, let's just go to a bar, have some beers, like no business cards. I'm inviting everyone I know. And then when I'm there, I'm like, you should meet so-and-so and you should meet so-and-so. And hey, I don't know who you are, but awesome, welcome, like get connected. And so, yeah, like finding those types of people that you can run that life with. Um, all right, Lori, so before we bounce out of here, you've made it very clear who your hell yes people are. And so for anyone listening that is, oh man, that is me, you were talking to me, where can people get connected with you, with your website, coaching, everything you've got going on? So my Instagram handle, it's it's super easy to remember. It's my name. So creative. Um, so my Instagram handle is Lori Christine King. Um, and that's kind of my bread and butter. I don't do a whole lot of stuff on Facebook. I really enjoy the interactive part of Instagram and just how easy it is to reach people. Um, my website is the exact same, lauriechristineking.com. Um, our gym programming for, it's basically, again, just aesthetic space gym programming is Paragon Performance Training, which is also linked in my bio. Um, but I, again, I put out four to five educational blogs a week. Um, we, I will soon be starting a podcast. So that's good. <laughs> we're super hyped about that one. Um, so that's coming, but in the meantime, you know, I'm constantly sliding on other people's podcasts, guest writing for other websites. Um, so lots of really cool stuff coming, but you know, it's like, I always tell people like slide into my DMs, like I will answer them, <laughs> slide in them. You know, if there's something that, you know, again, nutrition wise, exercise wise, like I'm here to serve and help people. So if there's a way, you know, slide in those DMs, Love say it. what's up, hey girl. Um, because we're, you know, we're so happy to help because again, my goal is just, you know, helping people find freedom via food and exercise. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show this week. Thank you. Thanks again, competitors, for tuning in to the Compete Everyday Podcast. As always, get in touch with the show by emailing us at podcast at competeeveryday.com. And don't forget to use your 15% off discount code podcast on any purchase at competeeveryday.com. I can't wait to see you again next week. And until then, keep competing every day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. Visit CompeteEverydayPodcast.com to learn how you can get connected with other everyday competitors. Contact the show and find resources to help compete for your best life.